Hey y'all, my name is LMC. If you are new to the channel, then hit that subscribe button down below. I'd very much appreciate it. I cover all things cannabis. So if you want to stay up to date, definitely think about the subscribe button, turn the notification bell on to all. Also, if you want to check out my other YouTube channels, there'll be links down below. Also, you can go to my homepage um, and you can see them all right there as well. Also, if you want to go follow me on any of my social medias, go to my about page. You'll see all of my social medias plugged in there. But let's jump into the segment. Okay, so, you know, I did a, like a two-minute um, video a month and a half ago or something uh, on Jay-Z's cannabis brand coming out. Uh, it's in a partnership with a company called Kaliva Cannabis. And, you know, they're, Jay-Z is releasing a cannabis brand called Monogram. Okay. And while you may not think of Jay-Z as a cannabis aficionado, right? Necessarily from a branding perspective. Um, and I'm not going to lie. When I first saw it, I was like, Oh, another, another musician that, or another care, you know, another figure, another public figure that doesn't necessarily care that much about cannabis. And, you know, I was being a little bit lazy in that analysis, obviously, I'm not going to lie, but you know, one thing's for sure is that Jay-Z is to be as great of an entrepreneur as Jay-Z you have to understand how to delegate and, you know, finding, and the key really is like, right, finding the right people to take on the right, um, you know, tasks, right? You know, being able to delegate the right people, uh, having, an, having an eye slash an understanding of, you know, where these certain personnel should be uh, working in and blah, 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 right? That's how you can create a lot of businesses and have them running, obviously, and, and so forth. Um, and, you know, Jay-Z is done you know, you can call him, you know, if you look at some of his practices in the music industry, when it comes to like that, you know, uh, rock nation kind of poaching, uh, you know, poaching from other management companies when it comes to like, you know, some other practices there, you could call it slimy, you call it that, but it's effective. Right. Um, now when it comes to, you know, the team that, uh, I don't know exactly if like Jay-Z picked them out or if it's Kaliva's team, working in with some of uh, Jay-Z's people. Um, they've made some actually really, really interesting slash, in my opinion, some smart moves uh, to a certain degree. We'll have to see, obviously, how this, how this will turn out. Um, but I do find, you know, some of the moves that he has made pretty, uh, pretty interesting. And we're going to go over that here. Okay, so... The brand find the brand has actually officially been has actually come out now as is selling in stores in California. Okay, um, we're gonna go over that. Okay, so this is in Forbes. This is by Will uh, Yakowitz, Forbes staff writer. But this is December tenth, twenty twenty, at two eighteen p.m. Title is Jay Z's cannabis brand Monogram launches with fifty dollar hand rolled joints. Okay, and if we want to look at the name, right, mono, one gram, um, you know, right off the bat, that gives that gives us an understanding. Okay, so they're really focusing on uh, lower volume, higher price tag, meaning trying to kind of cultivate or create a air of exclusivity, expensiveness, um, you know, well crafted, right. That's just right off the bat, just initial um, um, things that I've noticed, right? 
Okay, so let's let's go in this article and then we're gonna check out the monogram website and then a couple other things as well. So, quote, okay, so there is no longer a, re, uh, a reasonable doubt that Jay-Z is now a player in the cannabis industry. Sean Jay-Z Carter, Carter's high-end cannabis brand Monogram launches its first products in California on Thursday, this past Thursday, with a four-strain line of craft indoor-grown cannabis flowers and joints. Okay, so the company's flagship product is the OG Hand Roll, a 1.5-gram joint rolled by highly trained artisans. Okay, just from the branding perspective, right? They're trying to make this be like, you know, very talented people are creating a very, very, uh, you know, ex exclusive, expensive, well-crafted product, right? Uh, almost think of like, you know, let's say Versace talking about, you know, our, our world-class, um, uh, you know, uh, designers, our world, our world-class, like, uh, um, uh, craftsmen or art, art, artists and craftsmen, you know, put these beautiful handbags together in the, uh, in the, in the hills of, of Italy or something, you know what I mean? Like that kind of branding where you're, uh, you're really hyping up the people surrounding the production, which is another, you know, you, there's many different things where we'll see where they're hyping different aspects of the whole company up. But just right off the bat, we see that. So, and this is what's fascinating to me too, is, is so the joint is made with a small batch flour and also just like they're keeping it pretty simple, sticking to four strains. Um, and there's also some interesting stuff that they do when it comes to the strain naming um, and then also just some other things as well. And we'll talk about that here in a sec. Uh, so the joint is made with a small batch flour and it's supposed to burn like a premium cigar and it retails for nearly twice as much at $50. Monogram's cannabis strain named, and this is what's interesting, named number 88, number 96, number 70, and number one, and developed by veteran grower DeAndre DeWatson, uh, come in three strengths, light, medium, and heavy. Okay, just this one sentence right here, there is a lot of really interesting stuff, okay? So why, personally, the people that are running the monogram are everything I've seen so far has been very smart. They know what they're talking about. Okay. Now, why did they name the strains number 88, number 96, number 70, number one? Why did they do that? You know, usually we see with strains, we see all these crazy names like cookie, sherbet, blah, blah, blah. Right. But this is why these people are thinking much more ahead of a lot of the industry. Because what you want, because the original brand, the, the original first cannabis brand out there, before people that don't know this really, or you could make an argument, I think, for this, but the first brand was Strains, right? You may think it's kind of weird, but like, for example, a, a grower, you know, uh, you know, creates the specific type of genetics and, and grows it and becomes popular and they name it, right? That's their brand, right? They're putting on a strain to then get, you know, used by other people and then you know over years different ways it'll develop and become more popular or not but the problem with this in the legal industry and this is why like i said i think they're they know what they're talking about anybody that really knows branding understands that you don't want people to come into the store to buy a strain you have you want people to come into the store to buy your product okay so we see this with a lot of people where like certain strains are are favored. So for example, let's say there's three brands and they all grow blueberry, 
you know, OG or something like that. And people come in for those blueberry OG brand, uh, strains. So you're splitting those customers over three different brands. And it's the, the main driving factor is the strain. Now, when you, you really want to create brand loyalty, you want to create solidified brand loyalty and therefore brand equity. You want to have people coming in consistently for your product. And by naming a bunch of strains, a bunch of different names that are really intriguing and really taste really good. And, and you put a lot of, there's, and there's different strategies, some, you know, both ways work, but this is a nuanced take. This is a nuanced approach by them because they are getting rid of the strain names because they don't want you to come in for the strain. They want you to come in for the one thing that they know that they own that no one else has, which is the monogram brand. Okay. So there's a big thing right there. Okay. That's a huge point. Okay, and then let's go to the second part of the sentence. They're simplifying it. They're simplifying it and they're making it pretty universally understood. Do you want light? Do you want medium? Do you want heavy? Okay. So it gives people, you know, a simplified understanding and a simplified options, options for people to pick. Do I want light, you know, medium or heavy? Not like, do we want this certain strain because these terpenes are going to do this specifically? No, no, no. They're simplifying it. Okay. They're trying to simplify stuff. Okay. So, and, and, and they're trying to consolidate brand loyalty by getting rid of the stuff that potentially could be a, um, uh, a liability, like the strain names, right? Because like I said, blueberry OG is loved by everyone. Well, everyone can grow blueberry OG, but no one, only one company has the monogram brand. Right? We're going to see this trend start to happen more and more as time goes on. Okay. So if you're like the really nuanced marketing and branding uh, folks out there, that's something that right off the, right off the bat, like absolutely stuck out to me. And I was like, okay, whoever they have, they understand the future of where this industry is going to be, is going to be going to. And like I said, though, if you look at Cookies Cannabis, they're heavy, heavy, heavy on promoting their own strains um, and just, just, just absolutely obliterating the competition when it comes to promoting those strains and then trademarking it and stuff. And there's, other, there's, there's a lot of different you know, uh, legal specifics that can happen with the strains. But there's different ways. You know, both ways work is like if you can execute them. We haven't really seen a way like this work so, so directly where they're just getting rid of strain names. They're giving them numbers. Um, now, whether you like that or not, I would love to hear from you down in the comments. Let me know what you guys think about that, but they're also simplifying, right? Light, medium, and heavy. Okay. So those are huge, huge points. I want to make sure that everyone makes sure, make, make sure that they understand that. Okay. So Michael Arbach, the founder and chairman of Subversive Capital Acquisition Corp, a special purpose acquisition company that announced a deal to acquire Jay-Z's monogram in California's cannabis company, Kaliva last month says Jay-Z is not just a front man for the brand. He's a real executive. He's not some ancillary ambassador who says something nice about us once a year, says Arbach. He's the tip of the spear who's building out our house of brands like he has done with Ace of Spades and um, Duce. Yeah, I will, I believe. And if you look back in Jay-Z's career, Jay-Z has made way more money. You can ask Dame Dash. You can ask Dame Dash, right? His former manager. They made way more money off of Rock Aware. And this is like at an early age, at, at, early on, I think in Jay-Z's career, I think he realized 
the music is really just a way a stepping stone you know there's money that comes from music and there's and but the fame and the connections are just that's what the real value is to then get to the the true value which is owning a company building wealth there right um now from a branding perspective they're trying to make it so and, and not say that this isn't the case or not i have no idea but right out, I mean, they're, they're, they're trying to be like, no, no, Jay-Z's really, really, really invested in this brand. He's putting, you know, in this company, he's putting a lot of effort into this. Like he's not just a face of the brand and doesn't do anything. Now, what's the, what's the truth? Who knows? It could be maybe, a, a, probably it's somewhere in the middle. I'm sure they're probably, uh, you know, exaggerating a little bit here. And, and I'm sure that, you know, he is a little bit more involved than maybe a, a figurehead would be. Um, but yeah, okay. So in 2019, Jay joined Kaliva as its chief brand strategist, where he developed a monogram in November 2020. Arbox SPAC, right? Um, those are the, the SPACs, by the way, are like these short-term funds that you know you can use for anything. Um, we don't have enough time to really go into specifics of it, uh, but like they're becoming really popular in this last couple of years. But it's like a bunch of rich people get together. They trust a couple of people. They go, okay. Uh, go find us a, a venture that we can invest in. And if you can meet the deadline by getting that, uh, you know, with, you know, finding us an actual, like a good investment, a good thing to buy, um, then, you know, we'll go through with it. it it's a weird concept, but it, it, it's a new concept that's come into place because we were starting to see so much wealth accumulation um, where people, the rich are getting extremely rich, right? Where they can do this kind of stuff. Where, but SPACs are really for acquisitions, they really have been created in this new in this new era of we are seeing constant mergers, acquisitions, consolidation. Okay, so that's that's a side note though. So to acquire Kaliva and Monogram, which was a joint venture between Jay Z and Kaliva and Left Coast Ventures, which own which owns musician cannabis brands like Marley Natural and Carlos Santana's uh, Mirayo. The new name for our box company is the Parent Co. It raised $575 million when it went public on Canada's microcap stock exchange in EO last summer. So here's the product. Okay, so the name Parent Co., which Jay came up with, might sound like a joke, but Arbox says it's serious. Right. And you know what? I, I want to say this too. I think Jay Z looked at the canvas industry and he saw people like Burner and he was like, holy shit, this guy is literally potentially very likely going to be a billionaire just off of one company or like a house, of, you know, house of brands and stuff. Um, you know, where Jay-Z just reached that billionaire mark, but he's in like seven, eight different industries. Um, so I think Jay-Z really has like, you know, put time into this in the sense where he knows how much money is, is, is the potential that can come from uh, this industry. Okay. So quote, we are looking at building the first 100 year company in cannabis. And he was, and he was looking at it in the same way, says Erbach. What does the first hundred year company in this industry look like? How do we create a generational company that will dominate the industry globally? And the parent co is a meta name that represents what we're trying to do. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah. Their parents, you seem a little condescending though. When you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but I, I get the idea. I can, I can respect it. I can get behind that. Um, so, you know, what they really were saying there though, is that maybe in the moment, it sounds a little weird. It sounds a little funny, but let it age, let it grow into it, the name. And I think it'll have more better meaning later on potentially. That's, I guess that's kind of what they're saying. 
So the all-stock deal to acquire Jay-Z's 50% of Monogram has not closed yet, but he is supposed to receive 5 million shares in the parent co and the right to 1 million more. The parent co also struck an exclusive agreement with Jay's Rock Nation to become its cannabis brand partner. And when we talk about Burner, right, we've talked about a lot of times where the cannabis and music are heavily ingrained with each other and they both feed off each other and they both help promote, right? The, uh, the music, you know, like the celebrity, the music, right? That makes the strains, you know, the name recognition is 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 much more apparent. It also creates air of exclusivity, um, you know. And then the cannabis can also help, you know, fund the music and 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 also build wealth from that. Um, but really interesting play, right? They've made now Rock Nation the official musician music uh, uh partner brand with the parent co which is smart whoever i mean i don't know if this is jay-z i don't think it's probably on his own but whoever there's probably a few people that have been you know really putting this together in terms of the overall strategy and they know what they're doing they know what they're doing because they have analyzed the market just like i have and just like we have together on this channel and they have gone what works well what hasn't Right. And I guarantee you, they look, they've looked, they've studied just like I've studied cr like crazy. I put, I've put hours into studying people like burner. Right. And I guarantee you, they probably have too, because there's some nuanced things that I've seen here that I don't think would, for most people wouldn't jump out to them, maybe unnecessarily. Um, but yeah, so they're going to have the music connection with Jay's rock nation become the cannabis brand partner. Right. And who, you know, Rock Nation manages a bunch of different, uh, you know, artists, right? Little Uzi, Megan the Stallion, ton of people, right? And so then you can start to be, okay, you know, represent our cannabis brand in, in this video, you know, it makes a ton of sense. Okay. So the deal which will pay Rock Nation 25 million in stock after the transaction closes 7.5 million each year gives the parent co access and rights to Rock Nation's roster of artists and athletes. Arbach says the pipeline of artists and athletes under Rock Nation, including Rihanna, right, and so many, so many huge acts, will play a crucial role in the development of the future brands, and they're definitely right. In addition to developing brands and business strategies, Jay will also lead the company's social justice program. The venture fund has also seeded $10 million, and the company will give 2% of its net income each year in order to invest in Black and other minority-owned cannabis businesses. Okay, so to be sure, this is the only, this is only Jay-Z's latest business venture. In 2019, he became the first hip-hop artist uh, turned billionaire. Jay-Z, who grew up in the uh, Marcy housing projects in Bedford, uh, Stuyvesant, Brooklyn, built a fortune thanks to his music catalog. And, you know, his music catalog has made money, but it's not what's made him most of his wealth. It's actually him owning companies. Um, Right. And then they make this point. So he also owns Armand de Brignac, Champagne, and part of Douce uh, uh, Cognac, not to mention his music streaming platform title, Rock Nation, and sizable stakes in his company like Uber and Robinhood. Warren Buffett once said that Jay, quote, for a young person growing up, he's the guy to learn from. Auerbach describes Jay uh, succinctly. He's a hands-on creative genius. Yeah. And this is another smart thing. That, so this is the guy who's the head of the monitor. So my quote, my preference is for celebrities to associate with brands instead of name brands after themselves. Another, I mean, this is kind of, this is a more obvious one, right? Um, and really, really what it is, is like, you know, 
you name it the Bob Marley brand, or that's not even a good example, honestly, but like if I were just name my brand, um, I, I, so have a brand that you can bring personalities around. Don't just make the whole brand around a person because that limits your options. Okay. So that's a, you know, that's a pretty smart move. It's not like super, super nuanced, like some of the other moves that they've made, but uh, it's, it's smart nonetheless, nonetheless. Okay. So I'm going to keep an eye on this because they really have impressed me, honestly, just with some of those, some of the things that we just went through with this article, seriously. Um, they understand the music and the, the leveraging celebrity. They understand the importance of centralizing and creating brand loyalty. They understand that, right? They understand that there's a threat of keeping brand loyalty when you introduce and rely heavily on strain names, right? They're keeping it simplified and they're trying to kind of modernize uh, a more easily understandable uh, dosage, dosing uh, system, right? Just literally uh, light, medium, uh, strong or whatever it was, light, heavy, right? Um, light, medium, heavy. Um, and, and they're also doing some really smart marketing campaigns, right? Um, now this is the last thing we're going to go into. This has been really long, but I think this was super interesting. Um, I saw this a month ago. There's my video right there. Okay, so this was published 28. So Jay-Z to post pot theme billboards at Wyoming, Colorado. So they did is they had cars driving around with you know big, big uh, uh, um, billboards connected to these things. And they would drive on the uh, borders of all of the states where one, one border, you know, one, one side of the border, there's a legal state where there's recreational cannabis. And the other side is where, you know, it's, it's legal. Right. That's why you see Wyoming in Colorado, right? It's illegal in Wyoming, legal in Colorado. Now, why is this, why is this pretty brilliant actually? It's, well, it brings attention to multiple things. It, it, it subtly, it subtly, you know, is starting a conversation about, you know, how you go in across count, you know, you go into a, another state and the laws are completely different, right? It brings attention. Um, there's a lot of different uh, uh, benefits and, and, and just, just this, this creativity and uniqueness to, to, to subtly bring a message that is political, but, you know, activist, active, also activist, um, um, you know, ha has elements of activism in there too, right? So you, you, how do you create brand equity? How do you create brand loyalty? Well, you differentiate yourself and you also offer a superior product that can be easily accessible, um, but differentiation. Now, how do you differentiate yourself? You could do that in many different ways. Jay-Z and his team, honestly, they are doing that pretty well so far. And they are and what they're doing is they're studying who has done well and, and, and what hasn't. And they are literally, they, they, I guarantee you, they've been studying burner inside now. I promise you they have, whoever his team is. But they're making some moves. And I kind of, you know, initially laughed them off and like, oh, you know, another, you know, cannabis brand, you know, another, uh, you know, musician, you know, celebrity, you know, cannabis brand. This is actually pretty strategic some of the stuff they're doing. Okay, so I'm gonna keep an eye on this for sure, but fascinating stuff, fascinating stuff. Anyways, guys, if you guys enjoyed that, 
definitely hit the subscribe button down below if you're not already. Hit the notification bell as well. Uh, also, check out my other YouTube channels down below. Uh, they'll be linked down in the description. Anyways, guys, really appreciate y'all. Honestly, you got to clap it up for Jay-Z. Uh, you know, you can hate it or love it, but in my opinion, they're making smart moves. Anyways, guys, my name's LMC. Really appreciate y'all. I hope everyone is staying safe and healthy, and I hope you'll have an amazing, amazing day. Peace.